0: Welcome to the LifePoint Louisville podcast. We hope you enjoy this message by Pastor Jennifer McGill. For more information about this podcast and for other resources, visit lifepointlou.org. As Sean said we're starting our um, four-week series. Help, I'm, and I don't know about you, but there's just been a lot of times in my life where I've thought, "Help, I'm this." And what we hope to do over the next four weeks, just based on some answers that came in from the surveys that we did on Easter, and just honestly, as we've pastored you guys and met with you, some common themes that we have seen that we believe that from the Word of God, we can answer, not we, but the Word of God can answer some of those things. And so today, I hope to just give you some principles and some tools to help around the topic of help, I'm a mess. Anybody in here feel like a mess today? Oh, all right, there's my people. There are my people. You know, we've all, all of us, um, no matter who you are um, or where you're from, have all at some point in our life, and if you haven't yet, you're not old enough, but at some point in your life are going to deal with stress and anxiety and worry, and maybe some of you have dealt with this on a heightened level. You know, over the past year, many people have dealt with stress and anxiety um, at a much higher level than before, and... You know, I really believe that um, the Word of God has some answers around that. And I want to just start off by saying it would be unwise of me to think that um, that I'm not a licensed clinical therapist, okay? And so I would be unwise for for me to think that you could hear something today and walk out of here and all of your problems revolving around depression and anxiety and worries would be gone. But I do believe that God has given me a word from His Word— so not, not me, not my mind, but his word on what we can do when we begin to feel like we're a mess. You know, there's a lot of things in life that can make us feel like a mess, right? Um, maybe it's um, money. Like maybe you have too much money. If you have too much money, see me about that. Or maybe you don't have enough money. Um, I heard this really interesting thing this week that uh, Americans are plagued with anxiety about passwords. Like there's too many passwords and they can't remember what their password is. And so there's just, oh, it's just mess. It's just making our minds. Or maybe it's people. How many people in here are people make them stressed? Yeah, people, relationships, you know, people. It would be so much easier to do life if, you know, we didn't have to deal with people. Just kidding. People are what makes the world go round. It's the mess that makes it beautiful. Maybe it's um, that little red dot that shows up on everything, Does that stress anybody out? Like that stresses me out. When there's a thousand red dots on everything, it's on my email, it's on my note, it's everywhere, it's a red dot. But whatever that is, maybe there's some serious things. Maybe it's just been life. You know, me. maybe some hurt, maybe some abuse, but all of us deal with things that can cause this right here, our mind, to become a mess. And I don't know if you know this, but science and the Bible both agree on a thought. And it's this thought that our lives are always moving in the direction of our strongest thoughts. And so, whether you are thinking something positive or you're thinking something negative, your life will move towards that. You know, a lot of life's anxieties and worries and addictions and toxic things are a direct result of toxic thinking. You know, I know that um, not everything is in our control, but there are a lot of things that we allow up here and battles can be won or lost here before they're ever set forth into action. You know, Proverbs 23, seven, it says, for as he thinks in his heart, so is he. And again, I just, again, wanna clarify, I'm not saying that there aren't very real things that are beyond our control physiologically, from abuse, from hurt that we believe as a church in getting the help that you need. And so don't hear me today say that if you are seeking clinical help, please keep doing whatever you feel like you need to do to get your heart and mind ready. But I do believe that all of us, no matter what situation you're in, can receive something from the Word of God that teaches us what to do when this just feels like, ugh, this just feels a mess. It can just feel like overwhelming. And so... I wanna talk to you about that today. And you know, many of us in this past year have felt even this at a heightened level, you know, fear of unknown. And um, I want you to hear from the beginning that God has a plan for you. And that even if you don't know what that is, that he cares for you. Matthew 6, 25 says, don't worry about what you'll wear and what tomorrow will be. That our God, he is just, he's concerned for what concerns us. If you're concerned about what shoes you wear, he's concerned with you. If you're concerned, I I didn't, I'm not trying to make light, like he is concerned for what concerns you. So the first point today, I just want to give you four things, four things today that I feel like are some principles that I've seen from the word of God that when we begin to feel like, oh my gosh, I don't even want to wake up today. There's such a mess here four principles from the word of God that I think that we can all apply to our life. The first thing is to cast your cares on him. Psalm 55, 22 says, cast your cares on the Lord and he will sustain you. He will never let the righteous be shaken. 1 Peter 5, 7, this is so Old Testament, New Testament. 1 Peter 5, 7 says, cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. How many people in here fish? You have any fishermen, women? Several, actually. Um, I don't like fishing. It's boring. But if you love it, good for you. I'm so happy. Um, but when you cast out a line, has anyone ever seen anyone fish? Do they just cast it like, oh, right here? No, right? They cast it pretty far out, right? So you cast something into the depths so you can catch something. And I think God is just telling you, he wants you to like the things that stress you, the things that worry you, these things that cause your life to just be a mess. He wants you to just cast them, like cast them so far that when um, sometimes we say, okay, God, I'm going to give my worry to you. Um, I used to be a self-proclaimed worry wart. Okay. Worry about everything. I'm going to get up and I'm going to worry about it. And I'm going to worry if I'm not worrying. So I'm going to worry some more about it. And it's this thing of like, I'm going to cast, I'll give it to you, God, but you know what? I'll just, um, I'll put it right here. And then tomorrow when I wake up, I'll just pick it back up again. Cause I mean, I know you can handle it, but I just, I'm just going to give it to you for a little bit and then I'll pick it back up. But no, he says to cast everything that concerns you on him cast the fact that you have a newborn baby at home and you're not getting any sleep cast that on him cast the fact that you're fearful about what tomorrow holds for your job cast the fact that you're worried that your child might always hit people on the playground <laughs> cast whatever concerns you on him because he cares for you he's just saying i don't need you to worry okay if i can care it says the bible says if i can Take care of the lilies, these beautiful lilies that are in the field and the birds in the air. How much more do I care for you? And so, if you'll just begin to cast it, if you'll go home and you'll speak it over your life, you'll say, You know what, God, I know I was really worried about that, but I'm gonna give that to you today. If you'll just say, God, you know, I'm gonna see if this illustration works. So sorry, I don't wanna knock everything over. But if you'll just cast it on Him, if you'll just give it to him, part of our mess will start to fade away. And it's not a promise that everything will be fixed. I think oftentimes we think, like, well, that just means that I'm going to wake up tomorrow and everything's going to be fine. And that's not true. It's not a promise that everything will get fixed, but it is a promise that he will receive your worries and your cares. He will carry your burdens. You know, sometimes when we go on family walks, if it's the three of us, it doesn't matter how. We have a little four-year-old. If you've been around, we talk about him all the time. He's the joy and the light of our life. He also causes a lot of mess sometimes in a good way. Um, But if we go on a family walk, sometimes if it's the three of us, it doesn't matter how far it looks like we're gonna walk if the three of us, if his daddy is there, he'll go. He'll walk and he'll walk because he knows at some point if he's tired, all he has to do is plop down on the ground and say, Daddy, hold me. Daddy, hold me. I'm tired. I'm tired. But when he goes on a walk with just his mommy, if he looks like if it looks like a far walk, guess what he does? He says, Ah, oh, mommy, we'll just walk to the air and we'll go back. Because he knows his mommy cannot carry him. He is heavy. But when he's with his daddy, he knows that his daddy can carry him. And you have a father in heaven who can carry whatever you have. And so it doesn't matter what it looks like, but he wants to carry your cares. I just wanna give you a practical way to cast your cares. So the first thing was to cast your cares. Practical way is, and if, if any of you have ever played the what if game in your mind, if you're a worrier, you have done this, well, what if this happens? And then if that happens, this is gonna happen. Maybe you've laid in bed at night and you've played this what if game for hours and hours and you can't sleep. I just want to give you something practical to do. If it happens today, flip it on its head. Instead of saying, what if the bad thing happens, say, oh, wait a minute. Actually, what if the good thing happens? And then if that good thing happens, then what will happen after that? So play the opposite what if game. So cast your cares on him. The second thing today is to petition to his proven nature. I don't know if you know this word petition, but um, it's a request made for something desired, especially a respectful or humble request to a superior or one who's in authority, a supplication or prayer, a petition for aid. First John 14, 14 through 15, it's a lot of 14s, says this, this is the confidence we have in approaching God, that if we ask anything according to his will, to his will, So, I'm not saying if you're asking, hey, God, strike my neighbor because they're annoying. No, I'm saying anything that you ask according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have what we asked of him. So, if we know we can petition to God and we want to petition to his proven nature, well, what is his proven nature? Is he a forsaker? Is he someone who has failed you? Is he someone who has let you go? I don't think so. Deuteronomy 31.6 says this, be strong and courageous. Do not fear or be in dread of them for it is the Lord your God who goes with you. He will not leave or forsake you. And so as we petition to his nature, as we know this is something my God is, my God is not a forsaker. My God is there for me. As we petition to him, the things in this mess can start to fade. You know, in Hosea 4, 6, um, the book, a prophet book, he's talking about that the people, this people at that time were being destroyed by a lack of knowledge. And so as we talk about our minds being a mess and the world is a mess, you need to know who your God is. You need to know what his nature is. Otherwise, I promise you, you are gonna get swallowed up by what the world says he is. And so you need to know that our God sits on a high court and we have the potential and the ability to call to him, to petition to him for something to be reversed. Do I believe that God gave you an anxious mind? Do I believe that God gave you depression? No, I don't believe that. But we live in a world that's broken and there's disease and pestilence. And as Sean said a few weeks ago, some things are according to his purpose and some things are not in his plan. And so I don't know why we have been dealt the hand that we have been dealt. But I do know that in these moments, we talked about that in a song just a second ago, that we don't need to bow down, but we need to look up. We need to look up to a Jesus, to a God who sits high on a heavenly throne. And we know as we petition to that nature, that he is higher, that he is higher than anything that could face us in this world. And we have to make an appeal to this just judge. That no, we will not accept. I will not accept that I will live a life full of a mess. I will not accept that. Because I know (laughs) that I have a God who is good. And we don't have to accept the identity. You know, I think that many of us struggle with people putting labels on us. And that becomes our identity. And maybe someone has told you, well, you're just depressed and that's what you're going to be for the rest of your life. Or you're just anxious and that's what you're going to be for the rest of your life. And I'm not saying that labels can't help us. Labels can help us see where we need to get help. They can be indicators, but it is not our identity. You may be a child of God who has anxiety, but you are not anxiety, You may be a child of God who has struggled with depression, but you are not depression. Jeremiah 32, 17 says, Oh, sovereign Lord, you have made the heavens and the earth by your great power. Nothing is too hard for you. So here's just a few things. I'm going to go through this really fast. I think if you need to know who your God is, the Bible, the word of God is where you can get that information. I'm gonna go through a lot of scriptures really, really fast and we'll get them to you because you're not gonna be able to write them all down. Did you know that in Psalm 33:6 six through nine, it says, God, our God has the power to create anything from nothing. Exodus 13, three, God, our God has the power to deliver. Psalm 29, three through nine, God speaks and things happen. Yeah, Ephesians 1, 19 through 20, his resurrection power is immeasurably great. Hebrews 1:3 His powerful word sustains everything. Revelation 1:18 Did you know he has power over death? Daniel 4:35 No one, no one. No one in your life can challenge what God will do for you. Numbers 23:19 Maybe you have been lied to. You have been mistreated, but Numbers 23:19 he doesn't lie and he is true to his word. Hebrews 10, 23, he is faithful to fulfill all of his promises. Psalm 119, 90, his faithfulness endures through it all. Psalm 36, 5, his faithfulness, it's immeasurable. You can't count it. And Lamentations 3, 22 through 23, his love is never ending. And Psalm 102, 25 through 27, though the universe will change, God will never do. And so you have this power inside of you, if you're a believer, if you have accepted Jesus, you have the power inside of you to petition to this God who is all of these things. He is your Redeemer, 1 Corinthians 10, three through five. For though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does because the weapons that we fight with, they're not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. And so today, you have divine power to demolish any stronghold that is in your life. The third thing, so if we know that we can cast our cares on him, we can petition to his proven nature. The third thing is to remember his provision and miracles. You're going to keep on this same theme about a courtroom and if you've any of you, I used to be obsessed with the show Law and Order. I don't know if anybody liked that, but don't don't you know, and they would like bring in all their, their things and they would like drop them. And it's like this case. And he says, but, but guess what? But this. But we have this. And we have precedent after precedent after precedent of his provision and miracles for his people. Psalm 103, two through five says, Praise the Lord, my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your sins, heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit and crowns you with love and compassion, who satisfies your desires with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. The Lord works righteousness and justice for all the oppressed. And so when you can remember what he's done, that's when you can begin to praise him and thank him. And you know what? You know why we believe so much in the local church? It's a lot of reasons. But one of the greatest reasons is when you're in a community of faith, maybe you're in a really, really dark time. Maybe you haven't seen any provision or miracles in a long time, but you can look up and see, look at what God's doing in my friend's life. And so maybe in this moment, I don't feel it. But God, I thank you for what you're doing in my friend's life. God, I thank you. And because I know that you are a promise keeper, that you are faithful, that you are faithful to heal cancer, that you are faithful to remove depression from my mind, I know that I can continue on. And so when you remember, when you remember what God has done for you, and what he's done for other people in your life, it begins to just clear some of the mess away. Your mind begins to be more focused in on him. It begins to think, oh yeah, you know what? I can do this because you've shown up for me before. I want you today to go home, get out a piece of paper, and I want you to write down one miracle or one provision that God has shown up in your life. Everyone has one thing. If you're a believer, he sent his son to die for us so that we could have everlasting life. So everyone has that. I promise you, if you think about it, there is something in your life that God has done for you. And if it's not for you, think about what he's done in someone else's life. And what I want you to do is I want you to begin to speak it. Think it. Think it over and over. Speak it over and over and over until you begin to believe it. Because what we're doing is we're trying to clear this mess. Guys, does it mean that the things that are very real and that are happening in the world are going to go away? No, but what it does mean is that as we clear this, our heart's affection and our mind's attention gets on him. And when we get begin to be clear up here, he can do something miraculous. Miraculous. The last thing today is, the last point is to sing through the mess and maybe you're in here today and you're like, sing. I don't sing and I'm not a singer and I don't want to be that vulnerable and I'm not going to be, and I'm not going to use my voice because that means that people <laughs> Did you know that um, there were some pretty like powerful... Um, probably pretty burly people in the Bible, Paul and Silas, um, and they were in a vi- like a literal prison. Like a, a literal, like they were chained in a prison. And when they began to sing, when they began to worship, walls like crumbled and literal chains broke. And so there's a reason why we believe in worship and there's a reason why we have worship in every service we do because your worship, like your literal voice singing worship can become your shelter in the the darkest moments. When you sing, especially if you're the person that says, I'm not going to be that vulnerable and I'm not going to let anybody hear me do that. When you sing, it can become a weapon. And when you connect to God's presence through worship, it can literally break chains in your life. And you don't have to wait until you're on the other side. You know, sometimes people say, well, I'm really, I'm just stressed. I'm depressed. And so I don't have it in me. It's not my personality. You know, I'm just like, you don't know me and but you don't have to wait. You can sing your way in the midst of the pain. Isaiah 54 says, sing barren woman. Guys, I was barren. I know what that's like. It says sing barren woman. Burst into song, shout for joy. And so sing before your miracle comes. When you're in your bed at night and this is telling you some really, really scary things, use your voice and sing to him. Even if it feels weird, even if it feels uncomfortable, sing to him, sing your way through the depression. Sing your way through the crisis. Worship your way through anxiety. Why? Because when we turn our eyes to Him, when we turn our eyes to Him, when we focus in on who He is, (laughs) on what He has done for us, will Our circumstances change. I don't know. I'm not going to say that they will. But what I do know is that when we turn our eyes to Him, the mess, the mess of this world, those things that are weighing you down, those things that you have walked in here with, big, little, small, insignificant, whatever that is, when you begin to focus in on him, those things begin to be wiped clean from our minds. And you know, the truth is we're all gonna face anxiety or stress or depression or worry in some shape or form. Some of us more than others. And like I said at the beginning, we are, this church believes in you getting the help that you need. And so even today, like if you need help, if, there's, if you're at a point where you feel like you're beyond what you can control, we've got names of really great counselors in the area we would love to connect you with. But I do believe that whoever you are and wherever you're at, our Father in heaven just wants you to know today that if you'll just look on him, Like maybe you were so depressed you didn't even want to come here today. Maybe your mind has been such a mess this week that like you couldn't even look at your children, right? Because you were so overwhelmed. Whatever that is, he wants you to cast it on him. He wants you to remember that you can petition to who he is. And when you remember the provision and the miracles that God has done in your life, and when you sing through the pain, the mess of the world will go strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. So I'm just going to, as since we're talking about singing, um, I'm just going to ask you guys, I'm going to sing a chorus, a couple of choruses of the old song, Turn Your Eyes Upon Jesus. And I just want you, whatever you've walked in here with today, um, to take a couple of minutes to bow your head and close your eyes. And just really, truly focus your heart's affection and your mind's attention on this father who wants to be there for you. Thank you, Jesus. And turn
1: your eyes upon Jesus. Look for
0: Father, for today. Thank you, God, that we know that you are a just, loving Father. That, God, no matter what mess that we have walked in here with today, God, that you are strong enough to carry it all. And so, God, I ask right now that every person in here Even the person in here that said today, this is not for me. That God, at some point in their life, when they need you, when they feel stressed, when they feel anxious, when they feel worried and depressed, God, that they would remember if they could just focus in on you. God, that you'll clear the mess. You'll clear the cobwebs. And so God, we thank you. We thank you that you are a miraculous, powerful God. And there is nothing, nothing, nothing too hard for you. There's nothing in anyone's life in this room today that is too hard for you. So God, I just speak life over every person in this room. God, the person in here that's depressed and that feels like they can't get out of bed in the mornings, I speak life over them. God the person in here that has been so anxious that they can't eat. God, I speak life over them. God the person that is just so overwhelmed with life's decisions. God, I just speak life, boldness, strength today and so God that every person when they walk out of here today, Lord, that they would just <laughs> they would have a boldness, a confidence that could come only from you. And so thank you, God. We worship you. You're holy. There is none like you. God, we thank you. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening to the LifePoint Louisville podcast. If you would like to partner with us in spreading the good news of Jesus, you can give by visiting lifepointlou.org forward slash give or text LCLOU to 77977. Thanks so much. We hope you have an incredible week.